Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. This is the show where conversations save lives. Jeff and DW, your hosts here tonight on HopeNet Radio. So glad that you've joined us. Tara Kay in studio tonight as well. Jason's got the week off. He'll be back again hopefully next week. I think he's back next week. He is. Until then, he's, he's doing some serious peep shopping, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tell him to pick up a pack for Tara. I didn't even know there were peep stores, but there are. And he's doing some serious shopping because I saw a picture of him doing it. So it was rather nauseating, but he is doing it. There you go. A big shout out to Jason and all of you guys who are on the sweet back. The peep back? I have no idea what a peep back is. It should be called that. Peep big back. shout out to all you guys on the tweet back right now. Go to hopenet360.com slash tweet back. And you can be a part of the conversation on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV if you're just on Twitter and you're jumping on there with us tonight we're glad that you've joined us here on the show and guys we wrapped up last week we started talking about the secret life and we ended up talking a lot about guys and their struggle you know sexual purity is a big thing and it hasn't just come up recently where guys struggle in maintaining their sexual purity and just the struggles that guys face looking we talked a few weeks ago about pride we talked about ego there and that's just another internal battle that guys wrestle with but this week, Tara, I really figured we could just talk a little bit more about girls and the struggles that girls go through. So if you're a girl listening out there, jump on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. What are some things that you guys struggle with? What are some secret uh, struggles that you guys deal with? You can also email us if you want to be anonymous. Email hope at hopenet360.com. Because I know these things can kind of, you know, who wants to really share their secrets, right, Tara? I don't. <laughs> I. But yeah, we're in a culture where... We're doing some things in our secret life, putting ourselves out there in very, you know, almost risky ways, aren't we? Yeah, and actually, sometimes I think now maybe people aren't so afraid to share their secret lives because they think it makes them look cool hmm. in a way. Um, or they it makes them feel like they fit in. We're going to talk about an article today that maybe some of our listeners have read with Jennifer Lawrence. And it talks about some recent photos that she had. I don't know when she took the photos, but she was sending them to her boyfriend and they got leaked. Um, Somebody got a hold of them and leaked those photos. And I Hmm. know that seems to be something that's more common in our culture nowadays. And it's almost maybe that's not even so secretive anymore because it's kind of this challenge for Maybe young girls think, well, it's kind of cool to do that. Or if I'm telling people that I'm doing it, maybe it's not so secretive anymore because they want to feel like they fit in or everybody's doing it. So they're going to do it, too. Hmm. You know, it's amazing when you think about what's, what's normal out there and how we get there. What I really think is is that what's not normal in some cases should be. For example, I'm a dad. I have two daughters. And, I, you know, what? their struggles don't surprise me. Hmm. If you if you were to come to me as a young lady and say, you know what, I'm really struggling with this. I really don't like who I am. I really don't, 
feel that I fit in. I really don't think I'm beautiful. I really think I, you know, my nose is too big. My cheeks are too red, you know, whatever it might be. I would sit there as a dad or as an older man that, that could care about you and say, yeah, you know, that's really how a lot of young ladies think. Yeah. It really is. And, and I understand that. But but let me tell you what I know, not not what I feel, and I'm I'm not saying this for any reason to try and just uh, placate your thoughts or whatever. But let me tell you what I really know. I really know who God is, and I really know that He created you in a very very particular way. That nothing about you is an accident. And really, th- there's times where you sit there and and say, "Boy, I wish I was this way or that way." That God must just look at you and go, "No kidding." You don't understand the beauty I made you to have and the person I want you to be. And instead, you're looking at somebody who I made to be different, and you're thinking, I need to be like that person that God made instead of the person that he made me to be. And that's really dangerous. I think a couple of weeks ago or last week we even talked about that, where I think God wired every single person to look at somebody else and go, wow. you know. And, and it's different because you know, and not everybody looks the same. And yet there are so many marriages and so many people that go, oh, my wife's beautiful, my husband's handsome, you know, whatever it might be. And they, they might be having friends that say, I don't think so much. You know, I mean, I don't think your wife's that beautiful or your husband's that handsome. And, and that's fine. It, God wired us a certain way. One of the most awkward things that happens in life is when somebody begins to act like somebody else in order to be accepted by somebody else. Because what happens down the road is you eventually turn back into who you are. And, and at that point, you're somebody different than who fell in love with you and that kind of thing. So it's really a strange thing that we do. We kind of change our personalities. If I have a young daughter or if I have a, a daughter in high school or college, if she would come and sit with me and say, you know, Dad, I just feel this way. I feel this conversation thing saving lives is, is, is exactly what happens. They would find out, first of all, that most likely their dad wouldn't be surprised. And, and they would also hear some wisdom, hopefully, from a dad who loves God to say, you know what, we live in a tough time where, where young ladies are abused and there's all kinds of pressures on you to be a certain way, but that's not the way God meant it to be. Let me tell you how he meant it to be, and, and hopefully you could have a great conversation. And, and that's the conversations I look forward to at my age group, in my age bracket right now. This is very interesting, uh, looking at our youth culture, and I know for me growing up, it was always easy I always found myself comparing myself to other people. And I know in talking with different girls in my time with youth ministry, that that was a big thing. You know, among girls, there's there's like this. It's probably why a lot of girls don't like having other girlfriends a lot of times because they're constantly comparing themselves to each other. There's like a culture of jealousy and envy and, and then strife and friction that comes from that. And that's not the way God designed it, but that seems to be a natural thing for girls when they get to that that age of adolescence and you start to begin to compare yourself to other people. Well, I think now technology even feels that even more because think or social media. Yeah. Because that's really what it, being on Facebook, you know, even the idea of even just a selfie. I mean, we think it's so funny. I probably I'm sure more females take selfies than yeah. males. Did you and, see this? Did you see this video of this girl who stood in her she was in a bathing suit and she was trying to take a selfie for like a minute? And it was this thing went viral. There, there's someone taking a video of a girl taking a selfie, and she was trying to find the right angle. Really? No, yeah, I didn't for, see that. For, um, and it was it's just like a, a clear picture of where some of our young generation is going. Now, this isn't everywhere. This this seems I know it seems really silly. It's some of you guys are listening who are you're not adults, you're not 18 yet. You're just kind of like I know I can't stand that my generation is doing 
stuff like this. It just makes me look bad. I mean, that was kind of my feeling when I saw friends of mine who were going out and partying and stuff. I'm like, I hate this is my generation. That This is what they're doing to find some kind of a satisfaction or, or identity of who they really are because it's not who they are. You know, th- th- this is not a new problem, though, Jeff, in life, no. right? because it really stems from the same problem that was in the Garden of Eden and, and the same thing with Satan. I mean, what, what happens is we, we get so wrapped up in who we are and presenting ourselves in a way that looks better than others. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. Even uh, somebody who would take a minute to try and figure out a selfie so that they looked really good. I mean, the, the bottom line really is, you know, we keep trying to focus on us. My generation looks at it kind of differently. It's kind of like we were younger and, and I carried around like 300 pictures of me and everywhere I went, I showed people of them. That would be unacceptable <laughs> back then. Yeah. And, and yet now it, it is acceptable. But I see it's the same problem. Our generation just did it differently. We would be about us in ways that were acceptable to our culture. And, and people are about them in ways right now that are acceptable to their culture. Mm-hmm. And what we have to understand is the bottom line problem is that if we are going to be about us and focus on us all the time, we are going against the way God made us and we can never be okay with that. We'll never be happy. We'll never be fulfilled because God didn't make us that way. We're going against the way we were made. The best thing that somebody can do is say, this is what God made. I'm going to relax and enjoy it. Now, now, if we don't take care of it, that's another thing. I mean, if you're not, you know, exercising that kind of thing, and then you're mad because God made you a certain way, well, maybe you need to, you know, eat healthy, and maybe you need to exercise and do some things that, that are good for you. But, but in the bottom line thinking, to be able to say, boy, this is what God did. He, you know, Dave Wager is a body part of the body of Christ. In other words, I don't know what I am. I could be, you know, toenail fungus for all I know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> that's but, but, outside the body. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, well, then I'm a toenail or something, just bothered by the fungus. But whatever part I am, God made me to be that part and be that part very well. You know, I mean, I'm supposed to be that, whatever it is. And if I keep looking at, like, the elbow saying, man, the elbow gets, look at all the moves the elbow has, you know, and it gets, everybody sees it. And it's, you, all of a sudden, the body just gets crazy. And, and we can't allow that to happen. Nobody's going to be okay doing that. And we need to know that in the beginning, God, and he created, and he created us. He, he formed us, it tells us in the Bible, in our mother's womb. We need to relax and enjoy that. All right, join the conversation right now. We're on the HopeNet Radio Tweet Back. Jump on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Let us know your thoughts. What do you think? Are we really a selfie generation, do you think? Or is that just one of those things that has been a, a, a trend? What do you guys think? Share on Twitter right now. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Also, you can chat with a live coach right now. Visit HopeNet360.com. Click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. We'll be back here with more on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, Dave, and Tara here on the show as your hosts here on HopeNet Radio. Remember, you can join the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTV on Twitter. Also, if you need to chat with a live coach, there are live coaches standing by right now to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. And we would love to connect with you again. You know, the 
the point of this show is always to point you guys to hope. And we're talking about some, in the last few weeks, some pretty uh, interesting topics, different things we've covered. We've covered pride. We've covered, you know, some ego in there. We've covered what guys struggle with last week. It was kind of a hard-hitting show about pornography and, and some of the hidden battles that guys deal with. But also, it's not just the fact that our, our society is seeing these things. Because really, a lot of these issues, Tara, are things that have been for a long time. You know, you've worked in the human trafficking industry when it comes to rescuing women and getting them out of that industry, if you will, and that lifestyle and, and helping them find help and real hope and then educating and getting people aware of, of these things that are happening in our culture. Again, because we as humans all are looking for hope and we're trying to fill that hole in our life uh, with something a lot of times it just doesn't work. And whether it's pornography, whether it's uh, sexual promiscuity and then getting into a lifestyle where that's all that all that happens or drugs and alcohol, something that gives a person a sense of identity where they feel valued, they feel like they're actually appreciated or loved. And it's it's hard when those things, when lines have been crossed, when you've maybe made mistakes in your past and, and, and yet they're not new issues. They're not new things that we're seeing in our culture. You know, today we're talking about some of the hidden battles and hidden struggles that girls face. Even us guys, too, we end up comparing ourselves to each other. We're trying to outdo each other. That doesn't work. It really doesn't work in our culture, and we keep getting confused and, and thinking it does. Yeah, I think in the circumstance of a person got recruited into trafficking or a person's in an, in, in an emotionally destructive relationship, yeah. it's all originally based on a lie, in a sense. It was it was kind of this person, usually when you're brought into this kind of a relationship, an abusive relationship or a trafficking situation or exploitive situation, that person that pulled the other uh, person, pulled the victim into it, did so by appealing to that person's vulnerability and their need to be affirmed. Mm. And usually it's affirmed by how they look or that they're wanted, that they're feeling that they need to be wanted so this person whether it's just a, a boyfriend or if it's a person who is a trafficker they initially recruit through finding that vulnerability and pulling and generally a common vulnerability amongst young women is their body image so feeding yeah. that that's one of the first types of recruitment is just telling this young lady how much well other people don't recognize the beauty in her and how she's so attractive has anybody ever told her this before and it's it's all continued to be a manipulation and i know that's one of the areas that we want to discuss today is talking about how the enemy originally, he can't create, he can only imitate. Mm -hmm. And how young women are pulled into abusive and emotionally destructive relationships because they are believing the lie from ultimately from the enemy that they are only beautiful and worth something by what they look like on the outside. Yeah. I think uh, what Jeff was saying, and, and just there, Terry, what you're talking about is one of the issues is we tr when we try and earn something that can't be earned, we get in trouble. For example, we try and earn respect. We try and earn value. When you try and earn something that, that just should be given because of who you are. For example, I was talking to a young person once, and they were talking about somebody, and I said, well, they have to earn my respect. And I stopped, and I said, no, you give them your, your respect right now. And they looked at me like, no, you don't understand. They have to do things for me to respect them. I said, no, I don't care who it is. If a, if a young lady comes in your presence, whatever it might be, open the door for her. I mean, you, you don't need to be somebody who earns respect. 
you should get respect. Right. I should respect every human being that, that is out there. So one of the mind frames simply is when we try and earn something like value, when we try and earn something like respect, we're already out of the realm of reality. We are doing something that's in Satan's ballpark at that point. Because here's the deal. We talk about significance and security a lot, those two terms. And, and significance is given to us by God as a gift. As we're in his family, as we accept his love, as we present our bodies to God, I mean, he gives us significance. Mm-hmm. It's not something we have to earn. It, we can't earn it. And too many times as we're out in this world and we're trying to earn something, we want to earn respect. We want to earn people looking at us. I mean, look at like American Idol or something. It's like, I want the world to know how good I am. I want, you know, really, that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. What, what's really, what it's about is when Jesus in the, the Last Supper would wash the feet of his disciples. But wait a minute, that's a stinky, no good job. I don't want to do that. No, nobody did. But Jesus did. Because, see, there's something that we have to understand. You do not earn respect for people. Do you think that Jesus should have been taking the lowest position of all those guys and and washing their feet because they earned it? They earned the respect from him? They didn't. He gave them respect. Yeah. He showed them love. The Bible tells us that while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. Mm. In other words, did he wait for me to, to... become what I should become so he could respect me? Did I wait till, did, did, did God wait for Dave Wager to, to make all the right decisions so down the road I would be somebody he could um, love? Mm-hmm. No, God loves Dave Wager when I am the most miserable, disobedient person in the world. That doesn't change his love for me. I cannot earn his love. I cannot earn his forgiveness. I cannot earn my wife's love. I cannot do that. And if I desire to do that through earning somehow, I'm going to wear myself out because I, I will always be wondering where that line is. When did I cross the line of being now acceptable to God or this person? Or, and when can I relax and enjoy the security that comes yeah. knowing that I've, I've earned it now and it can't be taken away? It doesn't work that way. God made us a different way. Yeah. He made us to love him, which means obey him, and love each other, which means, you know, regardless of who I meet, I have the responsibility of thinking, what is the, what can I do for this person to make their life the best it can be? Mm-hmm. What can I do to show them respect and to show them honor and to show them love? Now, now, when you're thinking that way, believe me, you're not, you're not doing pornography. You're not doing, I mean, those other things just indicate that you're not thinking correctly. Yeah, we're going to get to the Jennifer Lawrence article, I think, next segment. But what you just talked about there really has to do a lot of times with how we view ourselves. And you and I, Dave, we've come from good families. Tara, you you can say that you've... Yes, I come from a great family. Yeah, you come from a great family. So... (laughs) But there are many there are many homes today where parents, you know, just drop the ball. You know, they're addicted, they're they're plugged in, they're not they're not addressing the needs of their children. And so what that ends up doing is it, it creates a value system or non system in their child that says, I'm not worth being loved, I'm not worth being respected. No one's going to do that. So that's where the earning comes from. It's mm-hmm. that it hasn't been given freely to them. Right. And maybe tonight yeah. that's the message that 
it's not so much what's been modeled to you in the past where maybe your parent hasn't shown you that you are lovable, you are respectable. Maybe you're a young man today who didn't have a dad or maybe even a mom in their life and, and, and you're thinking, I don't even know why I'd be worth respecting. I mean, someone who didn't want me or something happened in your life. So you look back in your history and you're like, I'm not even worth being loved. I, I don't have much value, you know? And, and to me, I think that's the bigger picture is that there are such realities in our culture where those things haven't been shown to young people. And that's why they're pursuing it outside of their family structure, outside of where they are. They're trying to earn respect. They're trying to earn love. And they're doing all of these things that are destructive to earn them because they haven't found that one person who is Jesus who has already communicated that you are lovable. You are respected. I've given that to you. I've given everything to you yeah. and called my own. And that's where the good news lies. And we're going to talk more about this later on the show. You know what? It, 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 it's really when we present ourselves to be used by somebody thinking that in that way, they'll love us is ridiculous if you're being used you're not loved all right we're gonna take a break here on the show remember you can chat with the live coach right now at hopenet360.com we'll be back here with more on hopenet radio we're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives hopenet radio on q90 fm this is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back here on the show. We're talking about the secret life of young people. Tonight here on the show, you can jump on the tweet back right now. Let us know your thoughts as we're talking on the show. Or if you want to be a little bit more anonymous, you can jump on our email. Send us an email to hope at hopenet360.com. What are some of those secrets that you guys struggle with as young people, young adults, even parents? What are those things? We'd like to know more here on the shows we're talking tonight. And Dave, before we went to break, to me, when you were talking, it was a lot of, yeah, we need to be loved. We need to be respected. You know, we need to know that we have those things. But for those who growing up in a, in a culture where that's just not a part of their home, it's just not who they are. Maybe they're disrespected every day. Maybe they are actually unloved. Maybe there are things that parents are doing that are causing their children to be frustrated and feeling discounted or rejected. I mean, that's a big, that's a big thing as a kid growing up. Yeah. I know for me as a dad, I'm, I try to be a good parent. But I think what I I struggle with more as a parent of young children is my two-year-old acting like a two-year-old, and I want him to be a 30-year-old person, you know? (laughs) I want him to actually act respectable and and diligent and doing things at the proper time and not doing certain things at (laughs) improper times. Uh, But I, you know, I don't want to frustrate my son. I don't want to... I don't want to discipline him out of anger. I don't want to I don't want to sin when I do those things, you know, and, and I'm concerned about those things. But there may be some parents who haven't even thought about that. You know, I was disciplined because this is how it was done in my life. This is how it was growing up for me. Right. And sometimes we're just so prone to repeating the patterns that we've been modeled over and over by people who are really close to us in our life. It doesn't necessarily just have to be a, a mom or a dad. It could be an uncle. It could be a close friend, a neighbor. We're constantly being conditioned in a certain way. And if we're not careful, we'll start believing the patterns of this world and not the patterns of God. Yeah, you know, to clarify things, when I said when, when you are being used by somebody in order to be loved, in order to feel loved, that's not love. And, and that's true because what's happening is somebody's just going to use you for what they can get out of you and then leave you and you're going to feel terrible. Yeah. Now, you might be saying, well, that's, I don't have a choice. That's how my house is. That's how my friends are, whatever. Well, you have to understand there is a choice that there is a way that we were wired to live differently. 
and that, that we can get out of that. What you need to do is find somebody who really knows God. I mean, really knows him, not just talks about it, not just is religious, but somebody that knows God, loves God, and loves people, and watch them. Allow there to be in your life a contrast of somebody who actually lives the way that God says to live. And there are people out there doing that. And what, when you do that, you find that there are couples that actually love each other. They're faithful to each other. They enjoy each other's company. They cherish the moments with their children. They, you know, and, and it's not that they use each other. Mm-hmm. Instead, what they do is they set each other free to, to be the best person that they can be. Mm-hmm. So today, if you're feeling used by somebody, I, I would encourage you and challenge you, look for somebody older that really loves God and start watching their lives and start getting a contrast. Because what, what you need to do is, is see the reality of how God made us and start living in that reality. And, and the truth actually sets you free. It doesn't enslave you. And, and there's a whole difference there. So we could talk about that forever. Yeah. Tara, I want to get to this article about Jennifer Lawrence because I think it shows a picture of the struggle that's happening in our young people. Sometimes we think people in Hollywood are so far removed from a normal person and we lose the reality that people who are in Hollywood are still people. They're still flawed. And and many of them are so I mean we talked about pride, we talked about ego and and yeah, there's a lot of pride, a lot of ego because they have to they have to maintain that star personality. And and here we have a person, Jennifer Lawrence. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? So if if you guys hadn't read the article or seen it, I think it's all over. It was on the news and Twitter and all that. But Jennifer Lawrence had taken some pictures of herself, some nude photos, and sent them to her boyfriend. And somehow they got hacked and exposed. And, you know, some people were commenting on this article saying... Well, she's a celebrity. That just kind of comes with the territory, which um, she would comment back, you know, just because I'm a celebrity doesn't mean that I have the right to have my privacy violated. And I think that's really true. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that's also a very common thing that maybe people do or don't talk about, or especially young people, that that this is just a common thing that happens in our culture, not just to celebrities, but to um, anyone in everyday life. And I know working, especially working with um, those who've been sexually exploited, that those pictures sometimes fall into the wrong hands. So I just want to say that as a warning, too, because mm-hmm. you never know when you take pictures and you send them to somebody where that's going to end up. Yeah. And that can end up maybe with the intention of sending it to someone that you believe that you're in a committed relationship to, but you don't know where those pictures could end up and how they could be used against you someday. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the comments that she made, though, was that, well, if I don't send him pictures of me, he's going to go look at porn. And I remember somebody had commented on the article saying, well, I feel really bad that you feel that you need oh. to take these kind of pictures to keep your boyfriend, to keep him happy. And I would have to agree with that commenter, that commentator, because it is sad that we feel that women feel like they have to, that this is a cultural norm now and that you just have to do those kind of things to keep up with what's considered to be culturally acceptable. Yeah, And I'd have to say, even like from my own experience, when we were talking about the secret lives and I would have to say in my own life, I experienced these kind of pressures too from somebody that, I never would have expected had started asking me for photos. And I'd have to say, like, I was at first kind of curious about what it would be like. I was intrigued because this person was saying all these nice things to me and how nice that he thought I looked. And it was from somebody I kind of would have least expected. So there was intrigue there and there was curiosity. And I found myself 
Whereas I would never, ever would have thought to do that before. But when all of a sudden there was this person who was starting to pay me attention and tell me that that I was beautiful and to send pictures and then started demanding them. And it kind of made me feel like, well, I don't want to lose this person as a friend or maybe even as a person that I would want to be in a relationship with maybe. But I didn't like that he was asking me to send pictures or that he was starting to demand these things. And it got more and more out of control, just like we were talking about. So I can understand that it's very easy to feel like in order to keep up with a relationship or even to keep up with other girls with your friends while my friends are doing it. So I just have to keep up with the culture. I can understand that a lot, even from my own personal experience. Yeah. It might even be a peer pressure thing where other girls are like, you've never, you've never done that. You can't tell me you've never done that. It's different from a private life versus the secret life. We, We learned just recently about the Snapchat issue where Mm -hmm. uh, there was a third party app that was hacked and now about 200,000 plus images of dirty photos of Snapchat photos are going to be, they're talking about releasing these to the public. I don't know if they've done it yet, but many of them are of people who are under age 18. Mm-hmm. And this is a big thing. And, you know, when you talk about sexting, and you, it's this is not a very comfortable thing. Let me tell you guys something. This is not a very comfortable thing to talk about in our day and age. Whenever I post something on Facebook about the sexting problem that's in our youth culture or Snapchat and how it was created by people who wanted to give young women an opportunity to share maybe a dirty photo and it goes away in six seconds. Just like you said, Tara, I think technology has taken the things that, you know, we wouldn't ever talk about, you know, the secret lives of people mm-hmm. and, and the things we're tempted with and now has given us such a platform where not only are we tempted to do these things, but we have no idea the consequences that come from doing these things. And we don't think about them. We don't consider that. And and even with Jennifer Lawrence, man, my heart really goes out to her because, yeah, she felt like there was this unwritten rule that every guy, if you were dating, you were in a relationship. Well, that was just common practice. You know, that if you're going to be in a relationship and, you know, if you're going to really trust me, you would send me. You know, it's just these are mind games that we play and technology has really given us a platform to see some really destructive things. And then once that happens, when you cross that line, then it gets into the blackmail Mm -hmm. part of it. Well, Mm -hmm. you did this before. So if you don't, I'll show your mom, I'll show your dad, you know, and it honestly, it's it creates such a wow, such a huge problem in the future. And that's something that. In extreme cases, I know I've worked with and had friends who are not advocates who were victims in the past where that's happened, where they've had, they sent pictures to a boyfriend that they thought this was their boyfriend. Well, a common tactic for recruiting is the boyfriending tactic to pretend to be a Mm. boyfriend and get them, get these women to send pictures. And later on, they're going, they use the pictures against them as blackmail. So that definitely happens. And I think what we were talking about earlier, just so much applies to this Jennifer Lawrence situation and in any kind of situation like this, even my own personal one at the time, I did not stop and think about what we were just talking about, about a loving relationship. True, A true loving relationship is one that says, what can I do for you? Yeah. Not what can you give me? Yeah. And that wasn't really a, tr- a person who truly loved the other person. This person I thought was interested in me didn't really care about me. They just wanted what they wanted. So it was a using relationship and not a truly loving relationship. All right. We're going to take a break here on the show. Remember, you can chat with the live coach at HopeNet360.com. The second half of HopeNet Radio is coming up. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. 
It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Glad that you've joined us. Remember, if you missed the first half of the show, you can podcast this after the show is over tonight. Here's where we're airing live. You can catch every show on our podcast. Visit HopeNet360.com. Or if you're on iTunes, jump on iTunes. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Uh, we've, got, <laughs> we've got about 54 shows in now. I'm excited. This has been one of those shows tonight, especially talking about things that I think every teenager is looking at their life, I hope, tonight and, and asking the question, am I living a life in secret that doesn't match what I'm putting out there to other people. And we talked about the Jennifer Lawrence article before we talked about how every person is looking to be valued. You know, every person wants to be valued, but sometimes we're not getting the value that we, I guess we're deserving, you know, from a home front perspective, we're not getting respect. We're not getting love uh, as young people. And it's creating a generation of people who are searching for love and for hope that is outside of really God's plan and how technology is really impacted and how it's just blown up all these different things that we're searching for uh, in our lives and really in, in some ways damaging and hurting ways. How do we get past the Snapchat problems and, and feeling like if you're a girl out there that you have to put yourself out there for your boyfriend or you're not worthy of his love? How do we move beyond these things and, and raise our expectations of young people today? I think that's such a good point. We've talked a lot about, well, this is what God says about you. You have value, you have worth, and we know that. And a lot of times we know that. Females, we know that, but we still um, maybe engage in relationships that are using relationships and not loving relationships. Mm. As Dave mentioned earlier, to have someone who's an adult or our father tell us, well, this is where your value comes from. That is one thing, but then it's so difficult because the rest of our lives were surrounded by peers and media and just our culture where that says we get our value from other things. And it's, so it seems like this world that's kind of like daisies and roses and this is where you get your value from. But then we also face reality and it's seems like, how do we even um, find that truly loving relationship where even maybe for females, sometimes I know it's looking for the right kind of guy to date or to marry. It can be really difficult because maybe even Christian guys maybe are in um, really say that they're wanting a loving relationship, but it's really a using relationship. So it's difficult because it feels like, well, where that sometimes females maybe have to make certain kind of compromises because where do you find guys that truly love you for how God says that you should be loved. Well, and even guys fall in that too. I was talking to a friend yesterday. I'm like, I read a ton of articles and some of you guys are my friend on Facebook and you see a different articles that I post here and there. And and I read a ton of different articles. But one of these articles that I came across this week said that, would you consider having sex with your boyfriend or your girlfriend before, you know, before you got married? And the majority of them said, well, yeah. And it just seems like that is like it's become a common thing. And so our standards for today have definitely declined in different ways. It's not everywhere. I mean, I've met many young people who are saving themselves from marriage. And that's always encouraging to hear young people who they want to do it right. And sometimes we look at our world and we think, man, we we have a messed up society. This next generation is, wow, it's it's going to be so far removed. And I think every every generation that has that same thought, that, that the same concern, what are we doing with this next generation? How How do we prepare them for life adequately? And guys, we've been talking about this using relationship, and I, I kind of have to ask the question, do we always realize when we are being used by other people? I don't think so. I think 
with girls that are uh, have been victimized or uh, sexually exploited, especially, we often talk about how they don't self-identify as a victim. Even in a situation where I had been victimized, it was very difficult um, to say that I had been a victim because there's this vulnerability. You have to admit that you were vulnerable and that you believe something that was a lie. Mm. There was a situation of a girl that I had worked with that was in a very destructive relationship and she's being trafficked by somebody who had first pretended to be her boyfriend and had duped her into believing that they were in a loving relationship. And she said, you know, I, I know that he's got other girls that he's using, but I don't care just as long as he loves me. Mm. And wow. she couldn't see that what she really wanted, she did truly want to be loved for how she was supposed to be, just as Dave said at the beginning of the show. And God had put that in each of us to truly be loved how we were supposed to be loved, not a love that we had to earn. But that's what she was longing for. But she was fulfilling that need with something that she thought was love, but it was really that she was being used. Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting. You said something earlier, Terry, about people needing to face reality. So I'm going to I'm going to, I think I'll challenge you on that one. <laughs> the reality hammers dropped. You know, no, I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, there's, there's yeah. like this reality that they see in their homes and on television, media, that kind of thing. But that's not reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's, what's really interesting to me is that Satan has made a story reality. People know more about fantasy than they know about reality. So, so when you're watching television or movies, they know more about how things are portrayed rather than how things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Mark chapter 4, the 22nd verse, it said, it, it says that nothing is covered that will not be seen openly. Nothing has been made secret which will not come to light. But what we have to understand is that, that God is always, always watching us. The, the, the spiritual realm is around us constantly. And, and what's interesting about that is that God actually knows what reality is. I mean, think about it right now. The angels are doing something right now. Those who went before us, Moses and, and, and Aaron and, and Joshua and those guys, they're doing something. They're, look at Hebrews chapter 13. There's this cloud of witnesses, and they're doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, that doesn't seem like reality, but it is. That's the real thing. In fact, God Almighty loves me so much, and, and he knows everything I've ever thought, everything I've ever done. And while I was sinful, he sent his son to pay for my sins. He still loves me. That's why I said earlier, if you think you have to perform for somebody or be used by somebody to be loved, that's not right. That doesn't work. God knows everything I've ever done. He knows every creepy thing I've ever said. He knows everything I've done wrong, and he still loves me. That's reality. Now, what's not reality is I have to perform so people love me. What's not reality is I have to be in fear all the time when I'm around somebody that I'm stepping on eggs so that nobody, I don't say the wrong thing and they hate me the rest of my life. That, that's not reality. Reality is God. In fact, in, in Romans, the 11th chapter at the end, it says, Oh, the depths and the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of God or who has been his counselor or who gives him given a gift to him that he might be repaid for from him and through him and to him are all things. Yeah, it's amazing. When you get to know God, you get to know reality. And, and when you ignore God, you open your life to live in a way that doesn't reflect reality. And that's when we get into trouble because now we're starting to take all the pretend of this world. I mean, right now you can pretend 
I have to live this way to attract this guy so I'm not, you know, lonely all my life and I'll get married and I'll have kids and I'll have the American dream, so I'll just compromise. No, that's not reality. The reality is that sin will never bring you the peace you're looking for. That, that compromise will never bring you what you really hope for. That's reality. And I, and I would agree with that we need to live in reality. I guess I'm just saying that we need to live in reality, not the reality that you and I are making up, not the reality that Hollywood presents, but the reality that involves God, Satan, the whole picture yeah. reality, if that makes sense. I'd like to talk more about the compromise thing because I think there's the bigger question. You know, when you talk about marriage, you know, two people coming together, there's going to be compromises. But what things can we compromise on? Or sh- what things should we compromise on? I mean, these are these are some bigger questions that I don't think we can cover just in the in the short time. We've got to take a break here on the show. But, you know, remember, as we're talking tonight, this is just a small picture of the bigger conversation. And, and tonight, this may be bringing up some emotions. It may be bringing up maybe past mistakes that you have regrets about or you have feelings that, man, I just I wish I could go back and change that. And you want to know more about what God says about your situation or that he's just there with you. Go and chat with the live coach right now. Visit hopenet360.com and just talk to him. Let him know that yeah, there's things in my past that I've just I'm not I'm not totally sure about or I, I feel really bad or feel really guilty about. Or maybe there have been times where you just felt like you were not lovable, that you are somebody who did not deserve someone's respect, and maybe you've been trying to find respect and trying to find love in the wrong places, and you're ending up being hurt, and tonight you're realizing that. Yeah, I've been used. I've been I've been broken and I've been hurt and I just want to be made whole again. There's a live coach right now who can share more about that. Visit hopenet360.com. We're going to take a break here on the show. We'll be back with more here on Hopenet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at hopenet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about the secret life of young people. And I think this is a hot topic, Tara, Dave, Jeff, with you tonight here on the show. One of these conversations that I think you'll go back to and listen to. Remember, we podcast every single show, so you can share it with your friends. Let them know they can listen to it and challenge them to listen to this show because I think it's what so many young people are dealing with today is what's going on on the inside. How do we make sense of this world and what are reasonable expectations? Dave, we were just talking about expectations and, and how they relate to compromise. And you were saying, yeah, we can't compromise, you know, and, and someone who if I'm a young adult and I'm looking for a marriage relationship, you know, I'm trying to find someone that I can date or or these things that we kind of get to that age in our 20-somethings. And even in the teenage years, you're kind of looking for love and you start dating and maybe you're in a relationship and, and you're trying to set boundaries or you're, you're wondering what is normal in a relationship. And then you hear someone say, well, you can't compromise, you know, don't compromise. And you're thinking, well, we're two different people, <laughs> you know, am I really going to, am I going to find the perfect one? Yeah. And, and I think that's a, it's a big question for young adults and especially the further down the road that you get, um, you know, it, it kind of becomes a bigger question of, well, am I am, I mean, am I marriage material? Am, am I going to find that person? I mean, maybe I do need to compromise something. Maybe I do need to, you know, put myself out there more and, and we got to be cautious. You know, it, I think life is, in some ways, there are things that are okay to compromise, if you will. It's not always a dirty word, but uh, there maybe there's a better word for it. Um, but there are some things, Dave, I'd like to hear your thoughts. What are some of those things that we can't afford to compromise on, whether you were young people, young adults, or, or even parents? Yeah, I think we go back to the Bible where, the, where God tells us, if you're going to be in a relationship, don't be unequally yoked. In mm-hmm. other words, um, you should be, if you're a believer, if you're someone who's in God's family, 
whoever you're in a relationship with should be in God's family. Uh, you, sh- you know, if you're one that is seeking God and wanting to love him, you should be with one who's seeking God. Don't be an equally yoke. That causes problems like everywhere. And, and the things that actually do matter, and here's where, where you become wise. There, you, you need to know the difference between the things that matter and don't matter. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't matter. Mm. Compromise on all those things that don't matter. I mean, really, it it, <laughs> it does not matter, you know, how somebody um, puts toothpaste on their toothbrush. I mean, it, it does not matter, really, in the long run. If it does to you, then you got to ask, why does that, you know, matter so much to me? But there are some things that I think that you need to really look at and say, these need to be in place. For example, the heart of God is re- is really in reconciliation. It's in repairing relationships. So... Your heart should always be there. As a husband, as I do stupid things, what I would love for you know my wife's heart to be is one that says, I want to restore this relationship. I don't want to call you stupid. You know what I mean? It's, so don't compromise on the heart of God in that sense in your own marriage, in your own relationship. You should always look for ways to reconcile. Notice I didn't say that everyone has to be perfect in your life then because they're not going to be. Yeah. But but what you do is you look for ways to always bring it to where it should be. And then I would, would urge you to don't compromise in areas of commitment or purity. Mm. And that's important. The question you would have that's easy to answer is how pure is pure? How devoted should you be if one day you get married? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I came back to my wife one day and said, you know what? I think this is a good deal. I'm going to be 95% committed and 95% pure to you. I think she would look at me like, get out of here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why? Because, because there's only one answer there. Yeah. The idea is to be totally pure and totally given to her mm. and her totally given to me. So in certain areas, I think there's no compromise. It, with that said, remember what I just said, when, when people make mistakes in life, when they do things that, that are not right, our heart is for reconciliation. It isn't for punishment. Yeah. That isn't what we do. I think in the areas of what's really important, uh, we don't want to compromise. And in the areas we don't want to compromise in is, is being equally yoked. We want to have the heart of God, knowing that we're humans, we're going to make mistakes, so we need to forgive, and we need to look for reconciliation. And, and at the same point, we need to have a desire to be committed for life and to be pure. And and in those things, I wouldn't compromise a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, other things, you know, who has the TV remote? I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> or how well, the toilet paper roll well, was over under. Yeah, there's so many insignificant <laughs> yes. things in life. You know what, though? There are some things like that might drive you nuts. That's a deal breaker right there. You, you know, I think I think there are times where there are deal breakers. No kidding. I, yeah. I mean, this may be funny, but if something really drives you absolutely crazy and, and the person you're with does it and you say, well, I'll get over it. You might want to think about that because, for me, example, when I, when I was uh, dating, if I was taking her out to eat and she just smacked her lips and, you know, and food was like drooling out of her face and stuff like that, I thought, you know what? That, to me, was a deal breaker. <laughs> yes. I, I, for some reason, yep. I, I can't handle that. You know, I don't know why. There were other guys I was with, and, I mean, their, their dates were doing that. They didn't seem to care a bit. You know, and that's fine. So I think you got to know yourself a little bit yeah. on some of those things. And don't say, well, it's not going to matter later. Well, if you really, if that's the issue with somebody, you might want to say, you know what, this is an issue with me and see if they wouldn't adjust it for you because it's really a meaningless thing in many respects. But at the same point, if that's a deal breaker, it it is. And and as silly as it might be, you might have a different deal breaker. You know, I'm I'm not sure, like if they're a bear fan or something, I'm not sure. (laughs) But some of the things are really irrelevant and we need to know what are, what, what things matter and don't. 
and I think it's very few that matter. You need to you need to be equally yoked. You need to be forgiving. You need to look for reconciliation. You need to decide to be committed. And you need to decide to be pure. A great picture of this is if there's a guy and a girl, and one of them likes peeps, one of them doesn't like peeps, but then they have to decide: do we have a peep couple? On our wedding cake. I mean, that maybe if you don't like peeps, you're, you're crossing the line. You probably don't want to put it on your wedding cake. I mean, you just have one of, one of those deals. But anyway, you know, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Very simple. Something that doesn't matter. I, I'm a guy that loves every kind of food that was ever invented. So if, when I go and I eat a pizza, I want everything on that pizza. I'm everything, hungry. everything. Anchovy. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Everything. Anchovies, really? Everything. My Pineapple? wife. Yes. Everything. My wife, cheese only. Mm. You know what we get when we go out to eat? Cheese, cheese and anchovies only. and... <laughs> nope. Nope. And here's the deal. And I'm not, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything. That doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I like pizza with just cheese. And I like pizza with everything on it. I like them both. In other words, I don't have to have my way on that one. And, and I think there are things in life that you don't have to let bother you in that sense. If I'm making an omelet for the two of us, she doesn't like onions. Okay, they don't go in there. I made one for me this morning, had onions and garlic and all kinds of stuff in there. I loved it. But she wasn't up yet, so I was making one for myself. Mm-hmm. That, does that mean I'm not going to eat just the um, No, see, learn what matters and what doesn't matter. And, and a lot of things in life don't matter. And I already gave you the list of I think what does, and it's very short. Yeah. Ultimately, young people, we have to work to continue to raise the expectations of ourselves and our generation. I know for me, that was something that when you talk about the story of Daniel and the lion's den, we've talked a lot about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, about their stories and how they were essentially pillars in their community where they said they just were not going to bow down. They weren't going to fall for the trends of their generation. And we see a lot of things in our generation, in our culture, that just, it knocks the socks off me. I'm just, I'm wondering why we go to these levels and why we're struggling with these things. I mean, don't people see the destruction that comes from it? I don't know that I can solve it just in myself, but all I can do is be a part of a movement of young people who want to do things right, want to see, number one, we want to see God have his way in our community, in our in our world. There's so many other causes you can be involved in this world. And, you know, we talk about sex trafficking. We talk about, you know, that's a modern day slavery issue. We, we talk about, even in our culture, we see a lot of things about equality and just other issues that come to the forefront. And, and honestly, I mean, some of them might be noble, some of them might not be noble, but if God has his way in this world, how great would this world be? You know, how better off would we be as a culture, as a world? You know, we see in the news the perils, the things, you know, the Ebola crisis, if you will. We see uh, all these different things coming out, and yet my focus shouldn't be on what this world is doing. My focus should ultimately be more on what is God doing in this world? You know, how is he empowering this next generation to rise up and to take a stand as their generation and be a voice of truth? And we see these other things, you know, talking about using in a relationship or, you know, comparing to each other. We, we let those things, those things are, they're not important in the long run. We begin to see outside of ourselves and outside of our situation and our, our circumstances. Even if you've grown up in a bad home, you can still be a young person who honors God. Even if you've gone through difficulties in your past and you've made some mistakes and, and you've maybe sent pictures that you're not very proud of, 
you can still live for God. You can still do what's right. There's still hope for you, and God offers forgiveness so that we can actually have a leg to stand on. I think that's always an important thing to go back to is to realize that no matter what, I mean, God still has a plan, and he has your best interest in mind. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of that respect. We're going to have some final thoughts here on the show as we wrap things up in the next segment. Stop by HopeNet360.com. Chat with the live coach anytime, 24-7. They're available around the clock to talk to you about whatever it is you're going through. Also, jump on the tweet back. We'd love to hear from you yet tonight. There's still time on the show. So check out HopeNet360.com slash tweet back or jump on Twitter. We'll be back here with more on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. That's right, it is HopeNet Radio, Jeff, Tara, DW, wrapping things up here tonight. Time for some final thoughts. We've been talking about the secret life. If you have something you think young people struggle with today, we'd love to know your thoughts. You can send us an email to hope at hopenet360.com or on the tweet back. We're hanging out with you there. Send us a direct message or just use the hashtag HNRTB. Let us know as you're listening to the show, do you think today's generation is ready to take on that mantle of leadership? We'd love to hear your thoughts. But guys, final thoughts, Tara, as we're wrapping things up. What are some final thoughts? What do you think that young girls need to hear more of today? You know, during the break, we were kind of goofing around about um, like childhood slogans that we remembered. Uh, and um, what something that just came to my mind that every kid learns is secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Oh boy. And in this case, secrets, usually we think of secrets hurting the other person. But tonight we're talking about secrets hurt the other person and secrets hurt you. As well. And that's maybe something that we hadn't thought about before. And tonight we were just talking about how the secret life can end up hurting you. Maybe you're compromising things that you wouldn't normally compromise in a relationship. And you just think, well, but on the outside, it looks like we have a loving relationship. And I just want to keep up appearances. And I want to keep this person with me. But it's really hurting you. What you're doing in secret is hurting you too. And um, I just think it's really um, important that you remember that and you take a look at that. And sometimes we think of these little sing-songy things that we learn as kids, but they really have truth to them. And something that people often ask me is how I've been able to avoid making certain compromises. Not that I haven't because I've made compromises in my own life. But one thing that I know my, my mom had always told me as I was younger is that to just have a lot of great friends. And we were talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the thing that I thought that was really cool about the three of them standing up in against cultural norms in their time was that they stood together as well. Mm-hmm. And that was always something that I was very fortunate to have, but I also purpose to have good friends in my life because it's always easier to stand together than it is to stand alone. And when I started to let those compromises into my life, it was times where I started to believe the lies of the enemy telling me, well, you're alone. And what if somebody found out that you were doing this? And what if this? And I began to isolate myself. And as that happened, I grew weaker and weaker. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just really important to, you know, if somebody's listening right now and they say, well, how can I go about living this Life, not trying to be perfect, but just keep myself from the things of this world and focus on what God, how God wants me to live is to surround yourself with people who will help you stand for what is true and will help keep you accountable and will help keep you from making compromises that you'll regret later on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's two verses that come to my mind as we conclude. One is James 5.16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another 
that connotates, that gives us the idea that we need to be honest with each other. And, and, the, and the person that we share with, we need to know that they're actually going to pray for what we're talking about and not hold it against us or whatever else it might be. There should be people in your life. And I, I tell the young people I meet with, you should have somebody older in your life. And if I'm meeting with a young person, that's usually me. And there should be a younger person in your life that you can mentor and, and help. And I'm telling you, therefore, confess your sins as you're honest and you talk about what's going on honestly, then I, as a friend, in the case that I'm talking about right now, get to pray for this person. And the next phrase is interesting. says, that you may be healed. Because the prayer of a righteous person has great power and it's working. Yeah, you know what? You don't have any power when you live in a pretend world. You don't have any power when you live in a secret world. You just don't have any power. The power comes in when we live in the truth. And the truth, God says, sets us free. And, and the way that we exercise that is by finding those who love God and telling them the truth about how we're thinking and what we're doing. And, we, and you'll find that that frees you as they pray for you and continue to work with you. And the other verse I want to leave with our audience tonight really is uh, in the book of Romans, and it's the 12th chapter, the ninth verse. It says, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, and hold fast to what is good. That's something I can do. Uh, genuine love would be looking at others and thinking what I can do to to make their life the best it can be. Love being genuine means that I'm not going to be used. I'm going to think about how I can best help somebody be the best they can. Uh, abhor what is evil. That actually means shudder at what's evil. Yeah, you know, maybe you need to just look and see. if you, Maybe we watch too much media, listen to too much music that actually abuses people, and, and we, we find it entertaining instead of bothersome. Well, maybe we have to relook at it and, and maybe change what we put into our heads. And hold fast to what is good. As Jeff has been talking about, you know, there's, there's people out there that want to do right. But even more importantly, God wants to do right. Hold fast to the scriptures and what it says. Because you're going to find out that because God loves you, even though he knows everything about you, even though there's not a secret, he loves you. Remember, his heart is reconciliation. He wants to bring you to where you could be. And, and he knows where you're at. He still wants to bring you where you could be. So I would, I would encourage our listeners, let love be genuine. Begin to abhor what is evil. Don't, don't be entertained by it. And hold fast to what is good, which is really God and his word and those that are listening to God's word. You do deserve to be loved. You do deserve to be respected. And God has given that freely to you. Maybe you've been modeled something that wasn't communicating love or respect or, or even value. And maybe you've been struggling with that and you've been trying to find the, those things, you've been trying to find respect, you've been trying to find love, you've been trying to find purpose and value and meaning apart from God for a long time. And tonight I want to invite you to become part of God's family, to know that God does think that you are good enough, that you are good enough even when you are at your ugliest, you are at your worst. And God sent his son, Jesus, to die for you on the cross. He died for me too when I was at my worst, when I was not deserving of God's love. God never did something for you because you deserved it. And the same thing is true for salvation. We never deserve it. It doesn't matter how good we can be. It doesn't matter how respectable we can be. It doesn't matter what things we do or what stuff we have. We can't earn God's love. But the reality is God gives it to us freely. And so tonight, that's the encouragement for you guys. If you're part of that generation who wants to rise up and do what's right, I just want to encourage you with that too. I'm with you. I'm with you 110%. I think that's really awesome to see young people that want to stand up and want to do what's right and want to say no to these trends and things that are going on in our Snapchat culture and this culture that feels like their only value comes from their sexual 
uh, from their, their sexual image or who they put themselves out as. And I just want to encourage you, you're more who you are on the inside than you are on the outside. The world looks at the outside. God looks at the inside. In those secret places, let's try to work as hard as we can to make sure that we're being accountable to God. He sees those things. He sees the things that we've made mistakes on. He knows. Confess those things. Let's move past those things together and realize God has plans and he has a great purpose for your life. And he has a purpose for your friend's life, too. And we need to be a part of what God wants to do, not just in our lives, but also in the lives of those who are around us. Chat with a life coach if you need to talk to someone tonight at HopeNet360.com. Also, I'm really excited about this. This coming week is going to be awesome. Uh, this show only exists because of your support. And I just want to encourage you, if you've got some out of this show, if this is a show that you subscribe to or you listen to on a weekly basis, go and support Q90FM during Q Drive this coming week, Tuesday through Thursday. If you do give now before Tuesday morning when Q Drive kicks off, you'll be entered to win an iPad mini. So check out that information on our website, hopenet360.com under the show post for tonight. Also, next weekend is our return to the word retreat so after q drive is all done we're going to pack up and head up to silver birch ranch and we're going to hang out with dave and the whole silver birch ranch staff and we're going to be a, we're going to be up there for a great time we'd love for you to join us you can also check that out under the calendar on our events page at hopenet360.com remember to subscribe share this show with your friends we'd love for you to continue to help us reach more people with hope for tara for dave i'm jeff saying so long we'll see you guys online and next week yeah. so long